Hi, welcome back. You're listening to the second segment of the 15th edition of Boston Radio. And on the line from beautiful Hollywood, California, we have Dave Navarro. And let's just pick up where we left off with Dave. Let's talk about your gear. I know you have a lot of pedals. and Have you always been a guy who uses pedals instead of rack gear? Yeah, I mean, in the 80s when all the rack gear was coming out, yeah. early 90s, I just, I need it as simple as possible, and I need to have access to it, and there's, you know, there's no better way to do that than to have it at your feet, mm-hmm. um, instead of walking back to some huge rack full of knobs and lights. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of that stuff's real great stuff, and, and I'll certainly use it in the studio, but for yeah. for live, you know, I'm pretty much glued to uh, what I've always been using, which are uh, the boss, the individual boss pedals. Primarily because there's, there's absolutely no confusion with them, you know? And it, no confusion. It, and the lights go down, and the, the fans are screaming, and the band's playing. Like, I don't want to be doing math, you know? I want to. I just want to turn a knob and step on something and see a light go on. And they, they right. sound killer. I mean, there's just there's no getting around that either. So for someone like me, they're the perfect pedal. So that's what I use on the floor. And I have two different... Uh, delays that uh, are set at different timings uh-huh. so they're they're measured out differently i use a, a distortion unit i use the you, octave hey dave do you use the ds1 orange distortion yeah i use the orange one just for a little extra gain uh-huh. uh the chorus the super chorus is really great ch1 super chorus. and uh between you know those and the wah pedal I don't really get too crazy with the on-stage setup. For your delays, do you use the DD3 pedals? I really, I haven't looked at the numbers in a long time. I mean, that's the beautiful thing, is I don't need to know that stuff. And, I, and frankly, I'm not like a gearhead. I was just hanging out with George Lynch yesterday. We were talking about gear and all kinds of different effects and, and uh, amps that he loves and, yeah. and that I love. And uh, he and I are very similar in the sense that you don't want to do a lot of math on stage. You know, you just... You want to know it's on, you want to know it's working, and if it's not set right, you want to bend down and, and set it correctly. But sometimes it's nice to manipulate the sound in the middle of the effect, so you right. have that option too. For amps are always Marshalls, and uh, I use a Paul Reed Smith signature uh, guitar that I love, and that's cool. that's it. That's me live. Are you still walking around your house? Uh, yeah, I'm about to get in the elevator and get in the car. So as you're getting into the car, I want to play this song... I think it's called Tea House Spirits. Yeah, the, that band is called the Panic Channel. And, uh, that song is Tea House of the Spirits. Tea House of the Spirits. Sorry about that. Here's Panic Channel. Panic Channel had two guitar players, the lead singer, in addition to you. That's correct. That changed your, obviously changed your approach a little bit. Did it give you more freedom? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, especially 
when it came to soloing, mm-hmm. especially in a live scenario where I've got the rhythm guitar playing, I was able to be a little bit more melodic, take my time, not concentrate on filling up the space, but allowing there to be more space because you know uh-huh. the rhythms were were present. You know that was a wonderful thing. Uh-huh. You know, but it's not unlike you know the last couple of tours of Jane's Addiction. We had we had a keyboardist on tour with us, so oh, yeah. you know I've gotten into the uh, habit of being used to having an additional rhythm section, whether it's a keyboardist, another guitar player, certainly in Camp Freddy, there's another guitar player, sometimes three other guitar players. So it was just a natural progression, but it was definitely, definitely a lot of fun. You've recorded with Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor, Guns N' Roses, Christina Aguilera, in addition to all the other bands we've talked about. You've played with so many successful bands. It's my guess that you not only have an instinct to play the right cool part for any given tune, but you're probably a really easy guy to get along with, too. You think? Well, I think so. Some would argue that I'm not. But, um, <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. I think that, you know, a lot of the sessions that you're talking about, you know, I'm pretty easy to get along with for about four hours. I mean, that's all it takes. You know, it's not like I'm joining the band or anything. But uh, uh-huh. you know, everybody I've played with is primarily a friend first. So, you know, it's, it's usually a, an easy winning combination. And, yeah. and I love playing on other projects and you know, it just helps expand your own musicianship to, to find out where other people are coming from musically and yeah. see it with their approaches in the studio and you learn a lot of things and you teach a lot of things and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a great experience yeah and obviously you do it very well and you are able to adjust your playing to these different styles i went to your website 6767 i'm wondering is that the year you were born 1967 that's just a guess i don't know no, that's right. Anyway, I saw a video of you playing with Chrissy Hind at the Viper Room. Yeah, that was Camp Freddy. So you were fundraising for somebody who needed help or something? We were actually our, our friend Scott uh, uh-huh. been diagnosed with cancer, so we were helping raise money to pay for his treatment. Oh, very cool. You know, every day that you're healthy is just... A good day. Yeah, it's a really good day. Hey, um, I was a fan of uh, your rock star show. Man, you were a great host. I got into the show early because my friend Rafael Moreira from Brazil was in the house band. Did you get a chance to hang with him at all? Uh, yeah, a lot. I mean, I saw him every single day. Uh-huh. Um, he's an amazing player, an amazing guy. Do you have any other TV-type gigs? Uh, right now, I'm doing an internet show, and that can be found on ManiaTV.com. And uh, the show is called Spread TV, and it's basically... You know, it's your typical one-hour talk show, but the beautiful thing about the Internet is there's no FCC regulations. Right. And there's really no network to uh, bow down to. So we have on whoever we want on, and we talk about whatever we want. And we have a lot of really great bands come on there. Uh, Last week we had Girl in a Coma come on, this all-girl band from San Antonio that I love. You know, it's just it's a real great avenue for up-and-coming bands, and it's a great place to to just kind of talk and, and find out what's going on. Our format is very loose. We just have conversational interviews. We don't have a list of questions, you know what I mean? Huh. We find that without a list of questions, the conversation takes a little bit more of an interesting turn. We focus on the personality, not the projects. I'll put it that way. I watched your interview of Hugh Hefner. Was that a cool experience? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he's an icon. So Dave, how's the drive going? Are you driving now? Okay. I'm southbound on Vine Street in Hollywood and uh, moving right along. I should probably let you go just for safety. Any last words that you want to say about boss gear or any guitar gear? Well, you know, 
Nothing that I really haven't already said. I mean, I yeah. like the stuff. I've been using it since I was a literally since I was a teenager. First pedal I ever got was a Boss Distortion pedal, and I, you know, I've tried everything in between ever since. And I always come back to the Boss gear, and it's, you know, I in a lot of ways responsible for for developing uh, my approach to playing. That's what's really cool is your approach is very texture kind of based. Is that kind of your philosophy, going for different tones and textures? To a degree, I would say that and the fact that, you know, I, I try to approach every song mm -hmm. as a new canvas and try not to repeat everything I've done on other songs. Right. You know, every song is telling a different story, so it's going to require a different, a different approach musically. Right. Good words of wisdom. Good luck, Dave. Thank you very much for coming on Boss Tone Radio and visiting. Anytime, buddy. I'll be seeing you around. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this 15th edition of Boss Tone Radio. This is Dave's song, Hungry, from his solo album, Underneath Me. Awesome stuff. I just wanted to let you know, you can find out info about Cool Boss gear at bossus.com. Until the next show, this is Paul Hansen saying, see you later. I feel much better. Let me hit myself, I'm starting to feel better.